Ramirez, your host of Stand Out and Grow. I want to help your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Building your business is really, really hard. And knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing. After 30 years of working with thousands of businesses, I am here to help you make good business decisions. I want to help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. So let's get started. Hey there, this is Kat, and this is my live podcast. Thank you for joining me today. If you are joining me live today, um, please drop a comment and let me know live and then where are you tuning in from. And if you're tuning in as the replay, just type in replay, but I still want to know where you're tuning in from. And if you have any questions, please, please drop a comment because I have a wonderful expert today and she would love to answer any of your questions, but she can't answer them if you don't ask them. And there are no stupid questions, as I always tell everyone. And um, finally, if there's someone that you think would benefit from this live podcast, please tag them. And that way they're aware of it and they can tune in later if they can't watch it live now. So let me introduce my um guest today, uh, which I'm very fortunate to have met uh, via LinkedIn. And uh, uh, Tammy Olson, Tammy Olson Consulting is her company. And what she brings today, uh, she is an expert of helping you declutter and get more organized. And um, she's going to come and share some tips on uh, some ways that you can be a lot more productive and change your uh, to-do list to a done list. I love how she sta stated that. She's going to help you make your to-do list a done list, which I'm going to benefit from today because I love that. That's awesome. So let me bring Tammy on and then that way we can get started. And again, don't be afraid to drop your comments. Hey, Tammy. Hey, Kat. How are you? I'm doing great. It's so great to have you join us today. We are thrilled to death. And again, I love the comment that you're going to make our to-do list a done list. So much more gratifying. I actually keep a done list by week you know, at the end of the week where I can go back and like, I actually did some stuff because we don't give ourselves enough credit, but there's a way to do that. <laughs> oh, good, good. You know, I am notorious on, uh, I always have notepads. I write things to do all the time. And it's funny because I'm very electronic. I have a computer, computer, and a computer, but yet I still just love pen and paper <laughs> to stay organized. Okay. So Kat, tell me, do you put things on the list so that you can just check them off? Yeah. So, do you? Yeah. So you after you're done, that? you're like, I'm putting it on the list because then I can get yeah. rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because is that a bad thing? Uh, no, it's just kind of one of those, it's one of those, um, things that someday you won't need to do that. But okay, it, does make you, it does feel good in the moment. That I mean, yeah. I guess that demonstrates how important it is or how great we feel when we can actually check something off the list. So yeah. that's why to-do lists are really powerful. Um, when awesome. Correctly. 
Okay. So before you get into all the nitty gritty and the great stuff that you're going to teach us and uh, learn about, uh, I got to do a couple shout outs from some people tuning in. Uh, thank you, David Styles, Steins or Stein. I don't want to say your name wrong. I'm sorry, David. Uh, from Michigan. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. G Gregory Sneed. Um, he's a financial strategist listening in from Los Angeles. Thanks for joining in, Gregory. Chris um, Burkhark, uh from Kansas City. Thank you. Oh, see, I, sh I should have been showing. Ooh, people, there we like, go. people like seeing their picture up. Okay, so I did that. I And as other people join in, I will uh, definitely do a shout out and call you out. So Tammy, tell us a little bit about your background. You know, what got you yep. into what you're doing, how long you've been doing, and what did you do before? Before I did this, I had a great run in corporate. I had done that for quite some time. Um, we won't put a number to it, but it was a very long time. And it was in a variety of um, operational roles, um, change management, project management, and you know, leadership of, of teams providing support to um, clients. Of course, I had to um, retain my clients and I had to sell more deeply into my clients. So I became keenly aware of how critical it is to have good operations. Uh, it doesn't, yeah, when you're managing those types of teams, like you will live and die by the process that you have in place because you're plugging in people, they need to know the lay of the land. And that's when I really started to get, you know, really dialed in on how important um, process is. And I have a natural tendency for it. So it took me a while to get there. but. I had a lot of small business owners in my social network and, you know, we'd talk shop and they'd be telling me how overwhelmed and, you know, how, how, you know, they're so, so busy. And I couldn't help just wondering and offering, you know, suggestions. Well, have you thought about this or would you do that? And I'm not, I certainly understand the uniqueness of small businesses, but there's more that's alike than different. And the things I learned in, you know, in corporate can certainly be applied to make small business owners lives much less chaotic. Oh yeah, I I would have to agree with that. And I would think though, as you're meeting and consulting with all these business owners, that you find a recurring pattern. Oh yeah, there yes, there's there are several recurring patterns. Um, one thing that just cracks me up is the answer to the question. So tell me about the processes that you have in place, and. You know, if people are engaging with me, they think that they don't have processes in place. I'm like, but you do. I mean, however you get through your day is your process. It may not be, it's probably not documented and you may not love it, but you're already getting through your day. So let's start where you are, whatever that is. And let's just start there. And we're going to start documenting. We're going to start creating some order. We're going to start looking for efficiencies in what you're already doing. And I, I just really want people to not always feel that it's like this overwhelming, you know, drinking from a fire hose sort of activity. We're going to go in and blow everything up. Um, that won't work. So right. let's start where you are and figure out where do we get the biggest bang for the buck and what do we solve for first? Okay. So getting into the topic of your, what your expertise is, obviously then there's a moment in time where someone has to Take a moment, look from the outside, look in, right? To yeah. kind of get a grasp of, you know, where are you overwhelmed? What is what is it that you have to keep in balance? Now, is this you doing this? Is this the entrepreneur, the business owner? Who's doing this? It's a it's guided. It's a dis, you know it's a discussion, and 
one of the things that often comes out of that deep dive kind of discussion where and it here's the thing it's not just the the mechanics of the work that we do it's our attachment to it as well and so we're going to have a discussion around um you know what can you let go of and i find oftentimes people want to hang on to busy work because there's something bigger that they really should be doing that is much higher value in their business they should be you know, talking to more people, they should be improving their visibility, they should be having sales conversations, or that whatever the thing is that's scariest to them is generally what they're avoiding. And they make an excuse by letting things let them let their business run them. And yep. so there's a there's some mind, you know, mindset work that is done in my work with clients to get them to it. It's not just that you're busy, like we're going to peel it back. Say. Yeah, there's an attachment to being busy if you're really this overwhelmed, and you have to be really willing to to think about but what can i what can i let go of and i'm going to challenge i do challenge clients when they say well i'm the only one who can do that yep i've heard that before (laughs) (laughs) i'll be be fair i've been known to say it i mean it's not a unique you know we're we're all there we think we're the only ones and um we'll get freedom and we'll have a different type of business for ourselves when we let go of that myth I agree. So um, a couple of things then I, I, I can point out or, or help identify because I love that you said the busy work and it's a way to avoid something else because I see that as well in the businesses that we talk to. Okay. And I, I love that because I think that's something to really like pick out or kind of like address with a a client because if, for instance, they need leads or they need business development and they say they can't because they're doing all this other minutia, right? Mm -hmm. And when, in in fact, it could be this fear of, I just don't want to do it, right? Yeah. I I mean, I literally had, I mean, I literally had a client who we did all the things. We we fixed many, many things. We put a technology platform in for her, which actually did help her. And when I followed up, you know, 60 days after implementation, and I said, so tell me how she had been saying, I really want to get out and do some sales and marketing. She's, you know, an insurance agent. Um, and I said, how's it going for you? She's like, yeah, I just, I'm still too busy. I, I, you know, something else, there will always be something else. So, you know, I would love to be kept busy all the time, but let's be honest about yeah. where our, what struggle we're creating for ourselves um, as well. We have to be really honest with ourselves. And you know, if you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, you're already kind of dialed into yourself. So, so like, just be honest. Like, let's just right. peel it back here. Um, yeah, yeah. You I love that. it. I think this is awesome. I think it's awesome. And it, and for you to be able to drill down and get that out of someone is, you know. It's pretty good. You you have to have a very good relationship. You know, let's just say, you know. Yes. Um, and there is, you know, I I guess the thing is, I, I, I really want, in the work I do with clients, I would say this to you. I mean, I would say this to anybody about any part of their life. Like, don't make yourself wrong. Like, just, just here we are. <laughs> yeah. Clearly there's something that needs to be fixed, but we don't have to, you know, we don't have to go down swinging on um, why we're doing something or, 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 yep. or, or like, let's just pick up from here and move forward. I love so. this, Tammy. Okay. I'm going to pick on something else that you said too, because um, I, again, I can see these things in clients that I have 
But I also can see it and either I've experienced at one time, you know, we're all entrepreneurs. I've been an entrepreneur for now uh, almost nine years. And I know in the beginning, I was fanatic of it's my way or the highway or I do it the fast so no one else is going to do it like me. And I had to overcome those things, right? I had to totally overcome them because you can't scale and grow if you don't start delegating. I mean, you can only do so much. And if you keep doing it on your own, right, and your to-do list keep growing and growing and growing, then you're never going to get ahead. You're always going to fall behind. And you might just screw up what you currently build your business on, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So so a lot of times it's really hard for someone to mentally just let go because they did it. They built that system. They built that process. They built that uh, whatever formulation it is that they're delivering. And their fear is that, the person that they hand this off to is going to fail them, right? They do. One of the things that um, I've had some, you know, uh, some conversations and this helped people kind of get over that hump was I was, you know, there were some clients who were very, very, um, very committed to broader service. They wanted, they really, you know, they were committed to the work that they were doing. They wanted to be able to, to serve more people. And yes, of course, we'd like to make more money. But for them, it was really like, I just, I just want to help them. And I said, well, help your first, yourself first then because you're one person and you can expand your reach when you've cracked the code on delegation. And what is really your work to do, literally the, th- the thing that only you can do yeah. and those things that can be automated, delegated or eliminated. And I have an activity around how we, how we tease those things out for people in what can you what can you get rid of? What can you get yeah. off your plate? Yeah. And, I, and, and again, you just made another great point is a lot of times it's simple technology that can help replace these little nuances, right? These little things that um, maybe you're failing at or you feel like this to do one part of your huge to do yeah. list, right? And one piece of technology could take that away and you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it opens all things up. And I have had clients who thought that they were ready to hire someone. They were, you know, and, and they engaged with me just to sort out what the process is and get yep. it documented. We're going to, you know, write it up. And in one, you know, some cases that's that's the the answer. But in another, the first thing was to add some technology, which then delayed when this business owner needed to onboard someone. It wasn't that the work totally went away, but it was, you know, some email follow-up and some automation yep. was all that was required and following up on leads. And yes, eventually it made sense to bring on a salesperson, but in the short term, some of that, just getting it, you know, just having that follow-up automated was enough for him to say, oh, I can still manage this for myself now. And yeah. then it got to the point where he couldn't. And he's like, and now there's a system that actually can be used by you know, a salesperson that I hire. So, yeah. Okay. Let's go with your three Productivity myths. Oh, my productivity myths. Um, there are many. <laughs> there are many. Um, these are some of uh, the more pervasive. I think multitasking is okay. a productivity myth that you have to you have to multitask in order to be productive. And truth is, computers multitask. In fact, I think multitasking was a term developed for computers who can simultaneously run programs with no loss of you know productivity in either one. But humans can't actually do that. We switch task. And I, I think that that's a, that phrase, switch tasking, was created by or written about by an author named Dave Crenshaw in the early 
2010s, 2011, somewhere in there. And he was the one who sort of introduced us to this idea that you're actually not multitasking. You're doing one thing and you're doing another thing, probably less than, you know, stellar. It's not, it's not the best way to use your brain. And in fact, science has been studying it since the early 2000s and have shown that you're 40% less effective when you switch from Again, cognitive task. Yes, you can fold the laundry and watch, you know, Housewives or whatever. That's fine. That you can do. But if you're really doing thinking work, you lose forty percent of your productivity when you're trying to do two things at once. When you're yes. switching from one to the other. Um, I don't have forty percent of my, you know, brain time to give up. <laughs> I, I need it all, you know, deployed at the right time and the right project. So um, multitasking, let it go and be aware that sometimes multitasking. Yeah. hides and and it um masquerades itself as distraction okay uh, this is something that can come up i'm doing something it's kind of hard oh wait i'm gonna go do this other thing because this is easier and we we let ourselves off the hook sometimes and you just yep. you kind of need to it, it, you, sometimes you need to stick with something longer than you want to and be super aware so my distraction is this i okay. water I'm doing a thing and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do this thing. Oh, I better go fill my water. It's half full. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to be doing something. But this, I started to recognize every time I had to get up and go, what well, I'm like, do you really? Or are you just distracting yourself? Because then I'll come back and maybe that thing I was doing, well, now there will be an email that I have to take care of instead. Like it just allows you so many ways to get off the hook when you think you're multitasking or you are switch tasking. So bad idea. It's not really the best use of your time. My, another productivity myth. Um, there are people who are just going to lose their minds over this, but you know, morning people are not necessarily more productive than night owls. Okay. I don't know about you, but uh, you know, my mother-in-law, um, she, she uses her inability to sleep past 4.30 a.m. She kind of wears it as a badge of honor. And then she'll tell me everything she got done before I've even had my first cup of coffee. And I felt bad about myself for a really long time. Well, here's the deal. I kind of wind up later in the day. Mm-hmm. So what's really more important for us to understand is our own circadian rhythms and our own productivity cycles. And there's a social psychologist, um, Dr. Ron Friedman, who's done work in this space, helping you understand, you know, do the work, know enough about yourself to know what work you should be doing when. Another thing that I found super interesting about his work is I I don't consider myself to be super creative. Okay. When I have to, I I like to write, but when I have to do it or whatever, it feels like it's going to be really hard work. And so I put these, this framework around, if I have to do something creative, I used to be like, I need to do that when I'm fresh in the morning, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to work really hard to do it. Um, Actually, we are more creative when our brains are a little fatigued. Because our emotions are down. And so you're less likely to self-edit. And if you, you know, you can just kind of go with the flow and you're, and I'm, well, once I heard that, I'm like, awesome. That actually really made sense to me. So those are the things I'm, you know, suggesting that you just be aware of your own tendencies and then call yourself out when you're running around getting water when you don't need it. Um, But just be mindful of that. And so work within your own rhythms throughout the day. Okay. Did you go through three? I got one more discipline and willpower. We um, we think that super productive people have boatloads of willpower and boatloads of discipline. And yes, I think we all, as grownups and you know business owners, we do we do have to exercise a certain amount of discipline around how we're going to get our day get through our day. But it's kind of easy to 
say to ourselves, well, if I had more discipline, you know, I'd really be able to stay on task and do all the things. And, um, you know, in many cases, maybe we should look at what it is that we're actually doing with our time. So if you think about this, if you are, um, if you're in that state where you're, maybe you do love to write and you're writing and things are flowing out of you and you're really doing the work that you love to do, that's mm-hmm. what you should do every day that ends in Y. You're like a retriever with a stick. I mean, you just, you'll do that all day long. Like, that's where you should be spending your time. And that also informs you around what should, what can I automate, delegate, or eliminate? Yep. Mostly when you're in that space, it doesn't require willpower or discipline. You're in it. Right. So, um, you know, think about it. If you feel like you're really having to muscle your way through your day, you might want to think about what you're actually doing with your time. And that's yep. the trigger for, I need to get someone else to do these things because it just psychically hurts me <laughs> to have to do it. So, yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, although to your point about the water, sometimes I purposely have to get up and take the dogs out and stuff because I've been sitting for so long, you know? Absolutely. But that's something else that, you know, we do have to get up. I mean, we do have to move and there's nothing to be gained from sitting, you know, sitting down, staring, like forcing yourself. um, If you've been there too long, we do need a mental break. hundred percent. And my dog, thank God, my dog also keeps me sane. He'll remind me when I've sat too long. Yeah. And I, I like that about, you know, having a reminder of some sort. Mine is my pets. Other people, yeah. it could be a child or something else, you know. Yep. Yep. Um, and then Gregory has a comment here. Some have learned to really focus on a task until it is done, yet quite a few are easily distracted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would agree, yep. you know, a lot of times we get way too focused on something, right? And we can't, especially when it's the wrong thing, or it's again, it's the thing that we, again, when you're in flow and I'm saying that you're doing the things that you love and it's really easy to ask when you don't require discipline, but there is the day when you're going to have to go out and meet some people. Like we yep. don't always get to only do the things we love, but also probably that sales piece or that, you know, if you're promoting your business, that's your work to do. And, and, yep. and be mindful of the fact that it is yours. And even if you don't love it. Um, until you, you know, hire that Jack, you know, super awesome sales guy that or sales guy yeah. that that will be your work. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay, so let's go on to your next one is the to do list to the done list. Yeah, your tips there. Well, um, there are a few reasons why we why we have these ridiculous to do lists, but really, um, there's what you described. With your, you know, with your list, we're always throwing it out. There's a, there's a brain dump. Like I'm just, I'm getting it out of my head, and we need to do that because our brain is not necessarily meant to store things. It is for creative thinking and cognitive problem solving, and it shouldn't necessarily be the repository for our, our to do list. But there's a difference between that brain dump of all the things I need to do, and then an actionable to do list. Okay. And so, um. There are many approaches to to-do lists. I happen to really be a fan of um, David Allen and um, getting things done because it's super accessible and it makes a lot of sense. And that's the brain dump. Like everything is in one place. I know all the things I need to do. But on any given day, we're only going to really get through, truthfully, three to six 
meaningful tasks, like things that are going to move your business forward, things that are going to be really impactful in your life. So when we think it, uh, uh, you know, when we have a to-do list of 20 things, it's not really a to-do list. It's kind of an inventory. And then there's what are the three to six things I will not put my head on the pillow, you know, tonight until I get these three to five things done. Um, And so David Allen literally says 99% of the to-do list he sees are just an incomplete list of half-formed ideas or something. And so (laughs) what will be the most helpful is to have a to-do list that has the next logical step. Oh, Break it down to the next logical step and you will make more progress. And it seems like you're like, well, seriously, now I'm just adding six things when it's just one thing on my list. But I'll give you an example. I, a number of years ago, was going on a vacation. My whole family was going with. Um, I have two, do- I had two dogs at the time. They were basically my, ch- they were my children. And it, when I traveled before, my family member would always take care of them. Well, since we're doing this mass family trip, I had to find a boarding cabin. I was planning the vacation. I'm watching the date come closer and every day on my to-do list, find a boarding kennel, find a boarding kennel, find a boarding kennel. And it's not getting done. I'm like, ugh. What? It was, I was starting to get a little anxious about it because I wasn't taking the action. And it occurred to me in that moment, I'm like, well, okay, what is required of me to find a boarding kennel? Because I'd never done this before. And I'm like, well, I was going to talk to my crazy neighbor lady across the street who treats her dogs like kids. I'm going to talk to my veterinarian. I'm going to check in with the dog trainer. And so my to-do list was actually to contact those three people, not yeah. find a boarding kennel. It was those three things. I positioned it on my calendar. I put the phone numbers for the two people I needed to call, sent the email right away because that could be done in five seconds. By the next day, I'd gotten feedback from those people. Three boarding kennels overlapped. That day I scheduled to go visit. Two days later, I had the boarding kennel picked. In five days, I managed to accomplish what I'd just been looming on my list for this prior six months. So that's yeah. what I mean by like, make it super small and then calendar the activity. So, okay. I'm going to uh, read a comment that Gregory left that I thought was interesting. He said, some have learned to really focus on task until it's done yet quite or easy. To- oh no, that was the wrong one. Sorry. This one. I use four to-do oh. lists, one for the day, another for the week and a monthly to-do list. What are your thoughts on that? If you're getting the things done, I am a, uh, here's, I am a fan of any system that will actually get you to get something done. And I actually do like that approach mm-hmm. because it's tied to it's tied to timing, but it's also tied to bigger things. I'm yep. pretty I'm quite certain that what's appearing on that to-do list, even if it's the weekly, the monthly, the year, that's that's a strategic uh, that is very list. strategic. Yes. I'm gonna do this thing and it's gonna impact me for this week, this month, this year. So I think that's awesome. Awesome. Oh, fantastic. Thanks, Gregory, for the feedback there okay and then the final point that you brought up is how to beat decision fatigue and i'm yeah. sure a lot of people can relate to that yeah thirty-five thousand decisions a day like by the end of the day we made thirty-five thousand decisions which is ridiculous um wow and so again you know you're deciding i don't know i'm gonna wear these shoes or those shoes so not every decision is obviously life-changing but it does actually fatigue us. It, it, we had to take an action. We had to think about something. We had to decide. And so this is where, um, when we're in this kind of tired brain thing, we start to make impulse decisions. We make flat out poor decisions. Um, and we can also lead to procrastination because yeah. I, I couldn't decide. Oh my God, now I had a decision and I couldn't decide. So now you do nothing. So <laughs> it's a real, it's a real challenge. 
And so some of the things that you can do um, are advanced decision making. I've decided tonight that I'm going to have oatmeal for breakfast tomorrow. Even better, if you don't mind having the same breakfast every day, stop stressing about it and just know that I have Fruit Loops every day. I have cereal and toast. Yep. Um, you know, this is not surprise. Barack Obama, I remember him talking. He, you know, he said, I have only black and or blue and gray suits in my, in my closet. Yep. That's it. Steve Jobs wore a black turtleneck. Okay, I don't know that he did that every single day, but the point is, he wasn't spending a lot of time wondering. What shirt should I pull out? And those things matter. They really yeah. do. Because I think that people, you know, we have more deci- more important decisions to make than basic clothing decisions, for example. Um, so if you can, you know, anything that you can habitualize, this is where habits and atomic habits and anything that you can just take off, I mean, put habits to good use. And so yeah. any of, anything that gets you from not having to think about it, auto pay bills or, you know, a schedule, automate your bills. Um, yep. And then think about what's in front of me in terms of it, like an Eisenhower matrix or Stephen Covey, where you start balancing everything that comes up. Is it important? Is it urgent? And depending on whether it's urgent and important, where does it fit? So things that are important that are not urgent strategic planning. Yes, your business will require that you spend time strategic planning, not urgent. I schedule that. Yeah. My school, my kids' school calls my child's sick, urgent and important. I can't not deal with that. I need to right. do. But you can, again, decide that I'm going to do it. I'm going to delegate it. I'm going to eliminate it. I'm going to you know, automate to the extent that you can. So there's always a way, but we start thinking about decisions in terms of, is it urgent versus important? Because we'll always deal with a fire that's right in front of us. And right. that isn't smart. That's not, that's the opposite of strategic. Yeah. Now, when you're delegating, a little bit of that is your, I mean, because there's a little bit of, did you hire the right person or partner? Because you can delegate and have the, the wrong person in place. And then you're going backwards because you did all that training. And then now you have to go and fix it, right? So there's a little bit of that in play of when they're looking for someone to delegate to, right? There is. Uh, we, we, I just I was having, I had an early meeting with some businesswomen this morning. We were literally talking about the cost of the wrong hire. Yep. Um, in, uh, as, often as, I, as often as I have seen people get the hire wrong, in some cases, they didn't hire what they actually needed because they hadn't taken the time to step back. For example, one of these businesses was in a creative, she has a creative agency, and she said one of my first early mistakes was, I thought I needed an assistant. What I actually needed was a writer. Yep. And so, you know, we, that can, that, that can happen if we don't think, we think we know what we need. So you really do, it's not even a matter of getting the right personality and do they have the skills? You have to be laser focused on what do I really need someone to do? And then do them the, do the right thing in having an actual job description having your processes written so that when they come on board, they know what they're supposed to do. Have a, you know, have an onboarding manual or system. Um, Do all those things because the cost of bringing someone on and having them be disappointed because there was no instruction or no clarity um, is just as frustrating. So we want it to be a win-win. So take the time on the front end. And I would have to agree with that because so many times I am a lot of women's groups as well. 
where the women will just say, I need an assistant for blah, 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 you know, this and this and this. And um, nowhere does the person ever say you need to be experienced or you need to know how to use this tool or you need to be able to, you know, have worked with this type of business or blah, blah, blah. So it's more right, more basic. And they think, well, if they know these basic skills, they should be able to help me. And that's not always true. You know? No, no. And I, I don't know, but I don't, I, I don't have the time to, on, to go out on a, should be able to help me. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not going to be able to take that. I don't have that. I honestly, it's a financial commitment and it's certainly yeah. the time investment um, and the money that's associated with the time that you're going to lose. So it's really worth getting it right and having time. clarity for yourself on what really is this person going to do? And is that what I need them to do? Absolutely. And I agree. This is so valuable. I love this, Tammy. <laughs> as we wrap this up, um, can you just let um, our our listener or viewer uh, know, you know, how to get a hold of you? Uh, is there an opportunity for them to meet with you and get more information? And then, and then what's, what do you have for them today? Yes. Well, I'm super excited because I have a workshop coming up um, on November 17th. It's a virtual workshop and we cover, it's, it's called Organizing for Growth. It's easier than you think. We cover these um, types of topics and you do come away with an actual plan for yourself around what you could do in your business to um, improve, improve your own operations, your own efficiency. So I would love to be able to offer that to the first five listeners or viewers who want yep. to um, want to chime in on that. Love to have awesome. them. Awesome. And then how do they find out or how do they sign up? How do they connect to you? Um, they can connect to me. <laughs> uh, email Tammy at TammyOlsonConsulting.com. You can reach out directly. Um, otherwise, I think we'll have the link for the Organizing for Growth Workshop in your notes. So Yes. Uh, yes. And then Tammy's on LinkedIn. You can. Oh, I am. I love myself a good LinkedIn. Please feel free to connect yeah. with me on LinkedIn. That's my favorite yeah. platform. Well, awesome. Okay. So if you didn't hear, there's a free workshop coming up um, that's available to you if you want to learn more about reducing your to-do list and make it a done list and really just being efficient and learning how to organize yourself so that you don't have this laundry list and being felt overwhelmed. You know, if you have that feeling of overwhelmed, then this is an opportunity to take advantage of this workshop that Tammy has available. Uh, awesome. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. And if anybody has any comments as we wrap this up, um, I will certainly look through them and tag you uh, if there's something that you need to address. But I really do hope people check you out. Thank you so much, Kat. I, I'm very grateful for this opportunity to get in front of your audience. And I would um, love to see some of them in my yes, LinkedIn or at a workshop. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tammy. All righty. Thank you for joining me again on uh, my Stand Out and Grow podcast. I appreciate it. And if you have any questions, if there's any, th any feedback, certainly drop those in the comment. Uh, thanks, Chris, for joining us. And uh, thank you for thanking Tammy. She, yes, she was great. Gregory, thank you again for joining. And um, I'm going to give out uh, Crenshaw Davis. Thank you for joining as well in Phoenix. David Stiles. 
um, once again, who is joining in Michigan. Uh, I appreciate everybody participating. Thank you so much for the support. And as I wrap this up, as I always say, you got this. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stand Out and Grow. Check out all the notes and links at www.standoutandgrow.com. I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear, so please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got this. Advertise helps businesses stand out and grow with affordable advertising options. We will help you make good business decisions so you can save money and not just throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Get your free strategic advertising analysis today so you can see the opportunities to stand out and grow your business. Visit www.standoutandgrow.com offers page to learn more.